Welcome to Front Porch Confessional, your weekly Debo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 303, and welcome back to my front porch. Little humid here in Phoenix. Rain last night. Actually, it's rained the last couple nights, so I, of course, had an intention to do a couple podcasts, but uh, the rain uh, <laughs> the rain prevented me from doing that. But that's okay. Now I'm out here, little humid, 75% in Arizona. That's like not nice, not nice. But uh, out here doing the podcast, uh, super, super, super great and grateful that a lot of you are listening in. And uh, it's been really cool to hear people uh, hit me up. Uh, one, I want to say this. We launched the website, uh, wa- launched the website uh, this week, uh, www.frontporchconfessional.com. Go check it out. Go share it with some friends. It's great. And we had two new people that said, hey, I want to support it. So thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. It's really helpful. Honestly, so grateful, so thankful. So thanks for doing that. Um, But it's also a really cool resource because it's got all the episodes right there on the site for you. So you might be like, oh, cool. I didn't know where to go or whatever. It's right there on the site. You can go check it out. And then you can read a little bit about me. And again, I don't like doing any of that stuff. I I really wish I was good at social media. I'm not. There's some weird thing in me that's like, I don't know what to do with it, but it's okay. Uh, Got the website. We're moving forward. Uh, I feel like the fact that I got that thing done, I'm really proud of it. Uh, In the midst of a season that's been like pretty nutso. Um, Really cool. Check this out. My other organization called Front uh, Front Porch Confessional, called uh, Phoenix One, uh, we launched an app this week, and I'm really excited about it. We launched an app, and the app is there to help local churches. So we have a church right now who's alpha testing it to see, hey, is this going to be a really good thing that could help a lot of churches? So I'm super, super excited about that. So it has been, my wife was like, this has been an incredibly pro- productive week. Look, you launched two big things. And uh, so I'm, I'm really excited about both of those, but really specifically excited about uh, having a website, a place that people can go to, send their friends to. So thank you so much for those of you who've checked it out. But again, those of you who continue to listen week in and week out, I mean, 303 episodes, that's a lot. Uh, some of you might be brand new. You're just checking this out. Some of you are hang with us week, week in and week out. So grateful. Um, and then there's a bunch of you who give and I'm just so thankful. I really, really am. So welcome to the podcast. Welcome to learning and growing together. The very reason why this podcast started from the beginning of time, almost three years ago, actually probably three years ago, not to the date, but pretty close. We launched and the part of the reason why I launched was it was like, you know what? I'm learning some stuff out here on the porch and I want to share. My wife's like, you got to share this. And, uh, and so that's what we've been, I've been doing, we've been doing for the last three years is just walking through scripture. How does it intersect with our lives and wanting to learn and grow together? So thanks for being on the journey. Okay. Uh, passage, uh, for today, first John two twenty eight. First John two twenty eight. Two twenty eight. And now little children abide in him so that when he appears, We may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. I'll read it again. 1 John 2, 28. And now, little children, abide in him, so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink back from him in shame 
at his coming. Uh, I when I was ah oh gosh I have no idea maybe ten years old yeah something like that ten years old. Uh, this book came out called Eighty Eight Reasons Why Jesus Is Going to Return in Nineteen Eighty Eight. This is a real story, and it, it was basically. They had taken all all the different prophecies and all the different things and put it down into a calculation. They basically said Jesus was going to return in 1988, and our whole church bought into this. I, I called my mom to like double check, but yeah, she was like, "It's real." So our whole church bought into this, and we started preparing for Jesus to take us home in 1988. And my mom told me these crazy stories, like, "Okay, like people put their dogs down. Like it's, it wasn't like." It was sad. Like people didn't want their, you know, their dogs. You know, I grew up where, you know, the end times and and people, you know, being tested for their faith and lots of persecution. And, and um, you know, and a lot of movies came out during that time that were really horrific. And, uh, yeah, so people were like didn't want their dogs to go through that. I mean, so they were like really people were really preparing for this. And so we're sitting <laughs> 1987, December 31st um, in the church. In like five, four, three, two, one, like waiting for Jesus to return, and then he didn't. And it was like everyone was like, "Well, what do we do now?" And I think the pastor was like, "Well, I guess we'll see you on Sunday." Like it was one of those kind of weird, like weird things, like bizarre things that you know when you're adult, you're like, "That can't be real." And I called my mom, and she was like, "It's absolutely real. That 100% happened." And so when I read this passage, I thought, "Wow, that is, this is inviting us into something so much more than that." You know, it's not about escapism. It's not, it's about presence. It's about right now. I mean, he's going like, listen, the abiding in Christ, and one, I love the idea of John calling them little children. If only, if only we could just take that on for a minute. You know, just we're kids. We're trusting in the Lord. We are not in control of the future. We're not in control today. And we need to uh, trust in him. But, but you know, John's going like, let me take it a little di- bit deeper for you. Abide in him. Now, if you have read the gospel of John, right? This is First John. If you've read the gospel of John, you're like, something like just went off in your brain. You're like, wait a second. I've heard this before. Yeah, you're right. John 15. Like John 15, John is, and I love John's gospel because John is unpacking something so much more than following Jesus. Many of you, are just following Jesus. You're like doing the right thing to the best of your ability. You're tithing. You're going to church, reading your Bible. You listen to this podcast, right? Like you're doing, and he's like, no, no, no. It's so much more than that. You know, and I've made this statement before around that, that following Jesus almost cost me my relationship with him because it was about being a good soldier, doing the right things. And what Jesus is saying is I want intimacy with you. Abide is a consummation, a, a term of, of, of endurement, of, of actual intimacy, like a husband and wife. And so what John is saying is once again repeating, there's something so much more that needs to happen in this relationship with you and the Lord. It's not like just follow me, do what I tell you to do. It's like, no, I'm with you, like unified with you. We are in this together. What a wonderful God we have, right? I mean, no other God says this. No other God. We are one, right? We are one. I am you and you and me that we may be one. So the world will know love. Well, the world will know Jesus. This is about us in Christ and us with one another. And this is what John is trying to help this church understand is, listen, there's something 
deeper than just following Jesus. There's an abiding relationship that needs to happen. And I wonder for so many of you, the reason why you're so exhausted in your faith, your reason why you don't experience the presence of God is because you're too busy trying to check off the boxes. You're trying to be good. You're trying to do the right things. And guess what? I, I get it. Like, I really do. I spent most of my life, most of my Christian life, trying to do that. It's not working. And it hasn't worked for me. Well, what has worked is intimacy with the Lord. Learning to sit out here and abide in Christ. You are with me out here. You know me. You see me. You care about me. You're not distant from me. And John just wants his church to connect. And he starts off by going, look, you're like little children. Children have so much joy, so much energy, many of them, right? If they grow up in a healthy home, there's a security in that. John's like, look at that. That's an abiding life. Live that way, dependent, completely dependent and unified in the Father. And that you would want to move forward from there. And so then he says, listen, it's not just so we sing kumbaya or so we feel better about ourselves. No, 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 no. So that when he appears, when he returns, right, we have confidence. We have confidence. We don't have to shrink back in shame of his coming. Man, oh, man, that one hit me. Shame is such a negative motivator for most people. I have realized that shame has been one of the things that's kind of kept me going for a lot of years. It works against you. It makes you feel like you're doing something. Like for me, come on, dude, get to work, accomplish some stuff. Like, listen, if you don't accomplish anything, like, what are you doing here? Like, he's got a purpose on your life. You have all these abilities and skills. Use those. You're not using those? Oh, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? And I, that motivator, like, it's caused me to go start some really good things and do a bunch of good stuff, but in the same realm, disconnected me from the Father. Kind of always living in fear, like I'm doing the wrong thing, am I displeasing God, am I making mad? And maybe some of you just feel like that, and it's just an overwhelming fear. One, it's not just God, but, like, maybe with a bunch of other people. Like, I just constantly feel like I'm letting everyone down. John is trying to say shame is a negative motivator. And it's crushing so many people. And I imagine for a lot of you out there, shame is crushing you. It's crushing you. Holding you down. It's like being underwater. You can't ever really truly breathe. Every once in a while you pop up, take a breath, and then it shoves you back underneath. You feel like you're drowning. No matter how much you do, how much, what positions you get, position you get, money you get, retirement you get, doesn't matter. It just doesn't fix it. You never feel like fully yourself. John's going like, I got something else. You need to come to find your identity in Christ. Be unified in him. And you're not going to be afraid. When he returns, you're going to be like, I've been, we've been dancing here on earth. He, Father and I have been loving one another. And the spirit has been awakening my senses. And I look to the example of Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of my faith. I'm alive in Christ right now. So when Jesus returns... I'm like, I've already been living in the kingdom. Coming into heaven is just that much better. It's not something like, am I going to make it? You know, when I grew up as a kid, it was like every time I went to camp, it was like, are you sure? 
<laughs> you know, like they just kind of shamed and guilted kids into dedicating, rededicating their life to Christ. It was like, oh my gosh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I'm a filthy sinner. I'm going to do a bunch of wrong things. And, and those thoughts I have, you know, it's like, he's like, no, no, no. If you abide in Christ, your view of the future, your view one, your view of today, it makes a massive impact on today. But how it impacts your tomorrow, how you see tomorrow, you're like, come, come home, come, come, Lord Jesus, come, <laughs> take me home. But here on earth, I'm with you. I mean, it's hard. Don't get me wrong. There's suffering. There's pain. There's discouragement. I told you last week was hard, hard. This week's gotten a little bit better, but last week was, the last two weeks was so hard. And it's like, come, Lord Jesus, come. But when you realize, like, Jesus is like, I am here with you right now through my spirit, leading and guiding you and comforting you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Abide in me. Abide in my love. Abide in my joy. Abide in my peace. And all of a sudden you're like, I'm prepared in this relationship with the Lord currently and for eternity. I'm not afraid. Like, I, there's this song and it says, death is just a doorway into everlasting life. I love that. It's just a doorway. It's just the next iteration of this relationship with the Lord. And it starts right now. And I think for so many of you, you've been dancing around this relationship with the Lord. You've been so busy following him, trying to do the right things. Maybe you listen to this podcast because it's the little pick-me-up you need. And that's okay. But I just want you to know there's more. There's more. Jesus is inviting you into more. An abiding love that you can have here on earth and that you now live out into eternity. So when he returns, you're like, I've been waiting for this. Right? I'm not getting ahead of it because right here, right now, today, I experience your love and your grace and your mercy and your peace and your joy and, there, and your love and everything, right? I'm only going to have a greater version of that as I move and we move into eternity. You know, our eschatology should impact our current reality. Our eschatology is this the coming of the Lord, what is to come, right? It impacts today. The relationship that we will have with God in heaven right, is a reality today. It's his kingdom come and his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Enjoy it. Abide in him. Little children, abide in him. So the question is this, are you confidently living in anticipation of the return of Christ? Are you relationally living into that? It's right now, but also I am not afraid. When he returns, it will just be a great, it'll be a continuation of the unity I have with the Father, Son, and Spirit today. Man, Lord, I just I th- just think about that and, and, it, and, it, and it gets me. You are not far away. You are near and you love me now and into eternity. And we praise you. So, take a breath. Reflect. And believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers. Cheers.